the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. This is the time for us as believers to kind of pause and reflect on the character of God to keep us rooted and to keep us grounded. Otherwise, we're going to get overwhelmed like everybody else. We're going to be overwhelmed with fear and worry. And I'm not saying that nothing's going to happen. Maybe everything's going to happen that they're warning us about. But I'm saying... How are we going to navigate that? As the light of the world, how are we going to let our light shine? The times we're living in can be overwhelming. The events and circumstances we've experienced over the last year have been extraordinary. As a believer in Jesus, how have you been weathering this storm? Have you allowed His peace to pervade your heart and guide your responses? Or have you allowed fear to drive you towards divisive attitudes and selfishness? As Pastor Dan will challenge us in today's message, as we continue on through these unprecedented times, we can be a source of light, not of fear and darkness. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Lamentations chapter 3 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Judah was full of anxiety and fear and worry. They were no longer prospering as a people. And I said, my strength and my hope have perished from the Lord. My strength and my hope have have perished. The Bible says the Lord is our strength. The Lord is our refuge and our strength. We read that tonight in Psalm 46. The Lord is our hope. But the people of Judah and the people of Jerusalem, they were not trusting in the Lord. They were not trusting in His strength. And so their hope and their strength perished. Remember my affliction and roaming the wormwood and the gall. My soul still remembers and sinks within me. Just this sinking feeling the people of Judah experienced because of the circumstances in their nation. Because of the devastation that had come upon their country. The whole land, every city was affected by the Babylonians. Every city destroyed. Every city burned to the ground. In particular, Jerusalem and the temple. You remember the descriptions that we've seen here in Lamentations and, and even earlier in the book of Jeremiah, how the, the, the temple was destroyed and burned to the ground and, and how the walls of the city were torn down, the gates of the city were removed and burned, the people were dying, there were people dead in the streets. 
You remember the descriptions of the, the children dying in the streets and the babies dying in their mother's arms as, as Jeremiah is walking through the streets of Jerusalem and he sees all of the devastation that has come upon their nation, all of the hardship. And then we come to verse 21. And verse 21 is, is what I, beginning in verse 21, this is, this is what I really, uh, really what I want to focus on for us tonight. I, I think it really speaks into our circumstances. What happens beginning in verse 21 is Jeremiah begins now, in verse 21, after walking through Jerusalem and the streets of Jerusalem and, and seeing just, just all of the devastation and all of the death and all of the hardship and all of the suffering, which has him weeping. Remember in earlier chapters, he's weeping as he's walking through the street because it's just so uh, unbelievable what has happened to the nation. Really, if you think about it, as we went through Jeremiah, Jeremiah, even though he warned them for 40 years, nobody listened to him. And then all of a sudden, the Babylonians are outside the city wall. And you remember, they laid siege to the city of Jerusalem uh, for 18 months, and then the city fall. And so it's like all of a sudden, the Babylonians are here. All of a sudden, the Babylonians are outside the city wall, and we got a crisis. How quick it can change. Suddenly, you got the Babylonian army outside the city wall, and we got a crisis. We got a pandemic happening. And it was just like that for them. Even though for 40 years, Jeremiah told him it was coming. And you know as well as I do, we could go to Matthew 24 and we could look at all the warnings that Jesus gave us about the last days and the things that would happen in the world in the last days that we've known about for 2,000 years. And suddenly it's happening. The Babylonians are outside the city wall. But look what he does now beginning in verse 21. And this is so key for us. It's so It's so great for us tonight. What he does now, beginning in verse 21, is he begins to review. Listen, he begins to review what he knows about the character of God. Nothing's changed. Circumstances haven't changed. Jerusalem's still in the same condition it was in. But what Jeremiah does now, instead of just focusing on everything that he sees around him and all of the death and destruction, now he begins to review in his mind what he knows about the character of God, which is so important to do when facing a difficult situation. Just like how our nation now suddenly seems to be facing a very uncertain future. This is the time for us as believers to kind of pause and reflect on the character of God to keep, to keep us rooted and to keep us grounded. Otherwise, we're going to get overwhelmed like everybody else. We're going to be overwhelmed with fear and worry. And I'm not saying that nothing's going to happen. Maybe everything's going to happen that they're warning us about. But I'm saying, how are we going to navigate that? As the light of the world, how are we going to let our light shine? As the salt of the earth, how do we as believers navigate the craziness and the overwhelming situation? Because it is overwhelming. And it probably will get more overwhelming in the coming weeks. What does Jeremiah do? Jeremiah stops and remembers the character of God. He reviews 
what he knows to be true about God. And it gives him hope. There's, there's a lot of things right now that are very, very uncertain. There's a lot of things right now that are uncertain. So what do you do? You focus on what you know to be certain. Who you know to be certain. Jesus Christ. And, and that's what Jeremiah does here. Again, it doesn't change the circumstances. It doesn't change the situation around Jeremiah. It just changes his perspective on the circumstances. And it's a good, good example for us to follow. So again, look at verse 21. This I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope. Look at verse 20. My soul still remembers and sinks within me. But now he recalls to mind what he remembers about God, what he knows about God. And now he has hope. So what does he recall to mind? Look at verse 22. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. You know, he's, a, he's able now. He's still in Jerusalem. The walls are still torn down. The city gates are burned. There's still dead bodies in the streets and babies dying in their mother's arms. But now he gets his perspective on God and the character of God and he's able to say, and it's through the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed. He hasn't completely wiped us out. You know, this word mercies, it's a, it's a wonderful word. It, it also means His faithful love. Your translation might say that. His faithful love or His covenant love. Jeremiah here, he, he knows that God is faithful. He knows His love is faithful. He knows that God, uh, in His love, for his people has made a covenant with his people and that he's not going to break his covenant. And so he's not going to allow his people to be completely wiped out and consumed. And he can say, you know what? As, as bad as things are for us in Jerusalem, at least God didn't completely consume us. At least God didn't completely wipe us out. It doesn't mean that God has forgotten His covenant. It doesn't mean that God has broken His covenant with us. His compassions fail not, He says. He's compassionate. Again, try to picture this in your mind. He's still in Jerusalem with all of the destruction and devastation and, and death. And he, once he's thinking about God now, he's saying, you know what? His compassions don't fail. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. 
If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com, or through our church app, or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. His love is faithful. You see how his perspective has changed just like that? He's faithful. He's compassionate. His compassions fail not. Look what he says in verse 23. He says, They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. He says his his mercies and his compassions are new every morning. Every morning God has new mercies for us. Every Every morning God has new compassions for us. Not just compassion, it's plural, compassions. Great is your faithfulness. Jeremiah could see the faithfulness of God, even in the midst of of great national catastrophe. He could see the faithfulness of God. I don't know what the future holds for us. I know who holds the future. And I want to go through whatever's coming, seeing the faithfulness of God in it. Not, not, Not focusing on the fear and the anxiety and not focusing on how much my stocks are going down in value and how much money I'm losing. But just the faithfulness of God. To be able in the midst of that, it's almost, you know, if you can imagine, you know, the city of Jerusalem is, you know, burning to the ground and Jeremiah is able to see through all that black smoke the faithfulness of God. Wait, I see the faithfulness of God in this. God's faithful. And I want to be able to see the faithfulness. I want to be able to see His mercies every morning. Whatever the day may hold, I want to be able to see His mercy in the morning. And His unfailing compassion toward us. Do you, do you see here how, his, how things have changed for Him? Because now His eyes are not on the, the issues around Him and what's happening in the city. His, his eyes now are on God. All those things are still there. It's just now Jeremiah's focus is not on the circumstances. His focus is on God. Great is His faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in Him. Let's focus on the character of God. Focus on his attributes, his unfailing love, his mercies, his compassions, his faithfulness to us. In the New Testament, in Colossians, it says, set your mind on things above, not on the things of this earth. Set our minds on things above where Christ Jesus is. do 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 you know where Jesus is? I can tell you where he's not. He is not in heaven pacing the floor. Isaiah 6 1. 
in the year that King Uzziah died, which by the way was a, was a time in Israel's history because they had had King Uzziah for over 50 years and he was a good king and he was a godly king and the nation prospered under Uzziah. But in the year, and so when he died, the, the nation was anxious. The nation was fearful. What's going to happen now that King Uzziah is dead? What will happen to us? And it's then that God gives Isaiah the prophet a vision. And in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, seated on His throne. And the train of His robe filled the temple and the earth was filled with His glory. Isaiah the prophet saw God still seated on His throne while the nation was experiencing great uncertainty and fear The vision that God gave was, I'm still on the throne. My glory still fills the earth. Isaiah goes on to say in that passage, and I saw the king seated on his throne. Jesus is still on the throne. He's still seated at the right hand of the Father. He's still ruling and reigning. He's still our good shepherd. You know, these verses that we just read here in Lamentations 3, uh, these, these verses inspire Thomas Chisholm to write the hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. It's a, ver- it's a hymn I'm sure you, you know, but I just want to read some of the words to you. Great is thy faithfulness. O God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with Thee. Thou changest not. Thy compassions, they fail not. As Thou hast been, Thou forever will be. Great is Thy faithfulness. Great is Thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed, Thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. If you've been with us for our lamentation study, or if you haven't, these verses here, beginning in verse 21, uh, they're, they're they're the only bright spot in the whole book of Lamentations. You know why? Because this is the only point in the book of Lamentations that Jeremiah shifts his focus from the catastrophe around him to God. And for this, this little moment here, in the middle of the book, Jeremiah gets his eyes on heaven. And he gets his eyes on the Lord. And it changes his whole perspective. Verse 25, the Lord is good to those who wait for him to the soul who seeks Him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him and to the soul who seeks Him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. What are you going to do? 
What are you going to do tomorrow? What are you going to do next Monday? What are you going to do a week from now and a month from now? I'll tell you what to do. Wait upon the Lord. Just wait upon the Lord. I'm going to wait upon the Lord. It's, it's good to wait for Him. Here, here's, here's something else you can do in the coming days and coming weeks. Seek Him. Seek Him. Cling to Jesus. You know what? In, in, in the coming weeks and months, I, I hope that for all of us, myself included, that, that our relationship with Jesus Christ gets deeper than it's ever been. That we spend more time just seeking Him. More time in the Word. More time praying. More time talking to Him. That, that this, this drives us closer to Him. It's good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It's hard to wait quietly, isn't it? I mean, you, I mean, you want to text people and call people. And, but to just wait quietly. He's our Savior. He's going to save us from this, however He's going to save us. He's going to bring us through it. And just to, just to be quiet before Him, wait upon Him. I mean, if we, you know, if we spent as much time just sitting before the Lord and waiting on Him as we do texting and calling and what are you doing? And did you see the news? Did you hear about what the governor said? And just to wait quietly. It says in Isaiah 40, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And He, he will give us His peace that will rule and reign in our hearts and mind. Set your heart upon the Lord. Wait upon Him. Seek Him. Wait quietly for the Lord. That's what we do. That's what we're going to do. May our relationship with the Lord grow deep. May our roots grow deep during this season. I read a, I read a blog post this week of a, uh, a woman who, her, her and her husband and kids, they live in China. They're Americans. Uh, and her husband works in China. They live there. Uh, they're believers. And their, their city is under lockdown. They're quarantined in their apartment. They have been for weeks. And in this blog post, she talked about how much her prayer life has grown and how much her devotional time and her quiet time in the Word of God has grown and how much her time with her husband and her children have grown and how they're, you know, they're, they're playing board games and reading books together and taking naps in the middle of the day together because they, they can't go anywhere. They can't go out. But they have redeemed the time. Let's redeem the time. What else are you going to do? <laughs> you know? What are you going to do? Seek Him. Wait upon Him. And may we grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Like never before. In the weeks and months ahead. He asked me how I know and I say 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan. Thanks for joining us as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the Book of Lamentations. During the time Lamentations was written, Jerusalem was being destroyed. But in the midst of Jerusalem's destruction, there was still the hope of God. When life around you seems to be falling apart, do you place your hope in the Lord? If you'd like to hear more teachings like this one from Pastor Dan, visit our website at calvaryec.com. You can listen to and download a wide range of previous broadcasts or simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcast provides you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you go. This way, you'll have encouragement from God's Word throughout the day. You'll find a link to subscribe at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth on iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. When you call, feel free to share any prayer requests, and we'd be happy to pray with and for you. We truly hope today's message has been a blessing to you. That's all for now. Tune in next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching verse by verse through the Book of Lamentations, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize